It has been said that the cataclysm was humanity's punishment. We had forgotten our place, they say, and the Cloud Cone's last act was to even the score. A new balance, they might continue, has been found. It can be comforting to think we've been cleansed by the Flood, that Amilta itself acts as our conscience. Nature, though, is not so small as to concern itself with such things. It is beautiful, absolutely. But the most sublime beauty to be found in nature is its perfect callousness. A fact that Ozzy, Rick, and Ren might not be so appreciative of right now as the rain falls and thunder booms across the veldt. I'm Kathleen, and I understand now why Kat doesn't always prep the introduction parts after the part that she narrates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hello, Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Hi. With me today are Kirsten. It's me, Kirsten. Kat. Kat's here. And politely waiting his turn, Nick. (laughs) Very politely, for once. I have to be nice to our guest GM. Hey. It, refl- it reflects poorly on us if we act the fool in front of the guests. Hey. <laughs> it's different types of politeness, right? It's the politeness of intimacy versus the politeness of deference or something. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, so... Previously on Velt Stories, we met Ozzy the Undying, Ren Han, and Rick Carter, who set off on an adventure to the Velt to track down a wayward apprentice of Rick's, whose name is Cole. While they were out there, they did some exploring, saw the lay of the land, and after a prevailing wind collided with another one, began to see a huge late summer storm begin to take shape. Right now, the sky darkens, rain is coming down, and the three of you find yourself in a little stand of three just thick, rubbery trees and a bunch of stone ruins. The rain is coming down, you hear thunder in the distance, and... What are you going to do? This, I think we are jumping straight into a survival challenge. You can have dialogue and stuff, but I will be cataloging what you do and how to conquer the storm. I think the first thing I want to do is make an understanding survival check for Ozzy to see if he can remember that you shouldn't stand next to trees during a lightning storm. Excellent. He gets two dice for this, so Ozzy may try and lean a little too hard on his nickname here. (laughs) Oh, he did get one success, though. Great. Yeah, maybe don't get zapped while the zapping is out. Ozzy just kind of speaks up for a second. Um, just remembered, lightning is attracted to trees. Maybe we should find a better spot? Yes, um, this might not be the most ideal place during a lightning storm. Speaking of which... Ren would like to roll Sensitivity Survival to check out these ruins. Great. Great, go for it. Single-edge success. Single-edge success. Um, how about I can give you something useful, but it won't help you survive. Like, just imagine this is a partial success, success in something else, maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, so you don't notice anything particularly interesting about the ruins, but you do find... A weird metal cylinder. It is caked in dirt, but it's not rusted, which is weird. Oh. What did you What did you find there? Bren just kind of silently holds it out to the professor. Hmm. Metal cylinder. Like a like a shiny silver stick. Rick is going to. Do a understanding tinkering roll to maybe develop some kind of like lightning 
rod device to attract the lightning <laughs> away from us. <laughs> what? You know what? Uh, why the hell not? We have the metal here. Let's see. Rick pushes his glasses up and takes a look. Oh, one success, one edge. <laughs> okay. You know what? You can try to make a lightning rod out of this, but you're going to have to climb up in the tree to do it. You know what? Yeah, uh, Rick, Rick suddenly just kind of starts heading up a tree with this metal thing. Kind of like, oh, I'm going to build this thing. He's real excited about building this lightning rod. <laughs> kind of starts digging up in the tree. Uh, Professor? I'm going to need you to make a daring athletics roll unless you can give me something, anything better than that. Because it is slippery. These are like, yeah. Yeah, uh, Rick's great at that. Um, actually, would it be okay if Rick uses uh, support from his key because he's trying to help support the group in finding safe shelter. Sure, add those dice. Sweet. Ooh, Rick actually gets a success. So, you make it up, but Ozzy does get to, like, question you the entire time, so take it away, Nick. P- Professor, I I don't know if that's a smart idea. Mm, what? Oh, um, yeah, I don't, I just, this way this way, we won't have to worry about the lightning as much anymore, right? Here. Well... This is a great find, Ren. If we fashion it like this, and he's kind of like leaning way over to the side and looks like he's going to slip off. I, the thing is, I think the lightning is plenty willing to hmm? strike the tree regardless. What? what and what's I, that? I, I, I can't quite hear you. You're going to have to speak up. What? Still leaning ever... Ugh, if I could just reach... Leans even more. Uh. Ah, almost got it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I, I don't think I'm big enough to catch you if you fall out of the tree, Professor. Hmm? Oh, oh. And don't, don't worry. I don't, I don't think you'll need to catch me. I think well, I'm almost, almost got, got, got this here. And, uh, Lightning flashes and a swarm of crows takes off near you. Ren jumps. Oh, I, uh... Rick kind of snaps a little bit more to attention is like, okay, I should finish this quickly. And uh, calls down, Ren, can you tell me if it's straight on that side? Does it, does it need to be straight, Professor? Yes, it needs to, it needs to be, it needs to be like positioned right in the, in the center there. But I don't have quite a good angle to see. uh, It's about 12 degrees off. Hmm, Thank you. No, no, no. Clockwise. Clockwise. Oh, oh. oh, Thank you. I said 12. I said 12. And again, he kind of leans a little bit further than looks like a good idea and kind of... That's 17. Oh, there. There. Finishes and starts making his way down. All right. That should help take some of the lightning away shakes off the, the water. You, you know what? Good job, Professor. I'm glad you were here to give us a hand. <laughs> oh, well. Thank you, but uh, don't thank just me. It's, uh, we're all, uh, we're all building this, so we're, yeah. So you have a lightning rod, I guess. The rain is picking up. Give me some survival checks. Or other checks. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll Adaptability Survival, mm-hmm. and my goal here is to fashion a... I'm assuming that I have a tent or suitable materials for a tent, because I'm an adventurer. I bet you do. Yeah. I'm going to secure said tent over the rocks to make a nice, sturdy little rock shelter. Good call. And that is a success and an edge. I think that a success will let you do it. An edge is going to push me kind of in favor of another problem that will happen later. Ominous, but okay. I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
nothing to worry about, right? Nothing. Yeah. So Ren, just without saying a word, walks over to the rocks and starts building this tent. Excellent. Anyone else want to contribute? Um. Ozzy will try and clear some of the area around under the rocks, try and give us a little bit more room to get out of the rain. And he is going to use um, probably just straight daring because looks like he doesn't actually have athletics. Weird. Okay. He rolled three fours, so nope. Uh, you all get under Ren's shelter. It's very snug, but it's dry. It's loud. It is driving rain. It is getting cold. And it stays like this for who knows how long. But at some point, Ozzy, you notice that the wind has stopped. Believe me, it is still raining. It is still raining a lot. But the wind has stopped. Well, at least the rain is coming down vertically now and not sideways anymore. Ben kind of prods at the tent roof to splash the water off of it. <laughs> Rick is going to make a understanding survival roll to see what this would mean weather-wise. Like, oh, does this mean that it's that the storm is going to be lightening up, or is there some other weather on its way that we need to worry about? It was such a nice day earlier. Wow, three successes. The professor is apparently a meteorologist. Hmm. Professor likes to read a lot of things about a lot of things. Nice. Okay. So here's the good news. Without the massive pressure differentials, lightning is less likely to come down and mess up y'all's day. The bad news is that it's still raining just as hard. It's just that the storm's not moving now. Uh-huh. And as if to confirm this thought, you notice that the grass that you're all kind of lying in is getting kind of spongy feeling. Hmm. We could be here a while. Do I have anything that to cover the ground to cover the ground with? I mean probably. I know that was asked in character and answered out of character, but I mean, probably. <laughs> the professor digs through the bags and finds um, wool blankets, let's say, and put them on the ground, if, if that's a... I mean, that's going to be very heavy later, but it will probably be more comfortable for a bit. Yeah. We might need to move if we start to get flooded out. Hmm. What is the ground in this area? Like, is it pretty sloped or is it pretty flat? It's gently sloped at best. You know which way downhill is. Downhill is the general direction that you were walking. Um, and Ren did track you uphill a little bit to get here in the first place. Oh, okay. So slightly elevated. Ever so slightly. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like we've got a little bit of time before it really starts to catch up to us. Yes. Uh, sorry, what time of day? This is late afternoon into evening time-ish, right? We're sometime in the afternoon. I don't think I had a real clear decision on exactly when in the day it is. Okay. So maybe a little bit... I mean, I know the clouds are covering the, the, the sun, but a little bit of time before it's actually dark nighttime if we do decide to move. Yeah, it's super dark right now, but that's just because the clouds are so, so thick. It is otherwise, as uh, Ozzy alluded to, a beautiful day. What are these spell pieces like in this area? That's a good question because they've changed a little bit. Heck yeah. Do you want to make rolls for that or just have the ones that are for free? Ben loves rolling, loves rolling dice. Okay. Roll more dice. Gonna roll sensitivity focus. 
get more spell pieces. That was three successes. Nice. Your spell pieces are deluge, roots, cold, bursting, and thankful. Well, I can make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Do you want me to make it worse? Maybe. Maybe it could be like to a localized spot. Uh, Like so that it's like concentrated on one little area. Then the other areas around it would be get better. Because I can cast Freezing Deluge. You can. I can also cast Cold Cold. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm noticing that an Arcanist doesn't have a lot of a lot of pieces that are good for making people comfortable. (laughs) But we can be Cold Cold. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Ren kind of like pulls their knees up to their chest and just I'm not good at making people comfortable in general right the professor kind of turns and you help me feel comfortable Ren looks confused like deeply confused (laughs) Uh, it's very sweet of you professor Uh, how oh oh what about if you could cast freezing deluge I mean, it'll be cold and we'll have to bundle up, but we could turn it to snow, like the localized area into snow, and that might make it a little bit easier to maneuver through. You know, you could do that. That would be a big investment. You are fucking with the weather. And I just had a whole intro about how, like, big a deal the weather (laughs) is. Yeah, that was the point of the intro. (laughs) (laughs) But you could. If I make it snow, then we can build a, we can build a shelter out of snow, <laughs> which will be warmer. I could add the piece me so that we have this focused on me and our group, and then like we'll have our little own localized weather. Freezing we deluge. Yes. Um, I'm not sure that <laughs> affected the weather is a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who has the more ridiculous uh, spell ideas, Penelope or Rick? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I just noticed that Ozzy has a very uh, useful spell piece here. Mm -hmm. Ozzy is going to cast Shifting Deluge to make a little, like, rain umbrella above us. Ooh. Oh, like a reverse cartoon rain cloud. Yeah, so, well, like I said, it's a, it's a little umbrella. So instead of, like, instead of the rain landing on the area around us, just it all moves away. So we're in a, a little dry cone, and everything else is still waning. Uh, everything else is still waning. Uh, yes, still thank waning. you. Thank you, Elmer Fudd. No, everything else will still be raining, but we'll have a little umbrella of dryness. I still think that that's going to be pretty expensive. It's just not going to be, like, catastrophically expensive. <laughs> Yeah, Ozzy hasn't spent any of his scatter yet. Okay. How's, like, five feel to you? Yeah, I can live with that. Okay. Tell me about how Ozzy affects this influence on the world. Uh, Ozzy puts his hands together in front of his face and sort of gets half lost between, I wouldn't say praying, but, like, sort of concentrating very hard. And the raindrops just sort of slowly stop falling in the, the general area. But they sound weird now when they fall, almost like they're moving through chimes or something or rattling around. They sound a lot more like a rain stick than actual rain. Hmm. Like they're tumbling through little pipes of coral. Yeah. Yeah. The professor starts to, like, nod off because it's just so, like, soothing. And so, yeah, you sit here in your cramped little shelter. The ground is spongy as if 
Well, I mean, the ground is literally spongy. There are roots beneath you that go deep, deep into the earth that are absorbing just more water than they have seen in months right now. And the storm doesn't break. You sit there, and it's still raining. It has been raining for so long now. Hmm. Well, I guess when we said we were going to find rain for them, we kind of found it a little too much. Seems so. You're welcome. We still have to go find coal at some point. I don't know if this is going to let up anytime soon. Yes. Oh, dear. And, oh my gosh, what if what if coal hasn't found shelter? We... I, we do need to get moving, uh, if we can, sooner rather than later. The professor starts to look anxious and, and worried. And Now, Professor, I'm certain Cole would have the good sense to stay in one place once the storm starts. That is... Yes, that, that's true. This may be the perfect time to catch up. Hey, I never thought of it that way. That This might actually turn out to be, in a way, helpful for us. All right. Um. Hmm. Hmm. What? 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 What should we do? I'm. Hmm. He's, he starts fumbling through. He's got a an old, uh, a tattered copy of like a survival guide. Like, you know those uh, sort of paperback survival guides that you find in like souvenir shops. Yeah. Um brought one with him because they're like, I'm going to need to know how to survive. <laughs> and like, how do I move through a storm? <laughs> but isn't quite finding the answers just yet. Wish I had my library. Hmm. Well, so, Professor, you said Cole was out here to f- look at some sort of ruin? Mm. Cole was doing research. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, chances are, if it is one of the ruins here, it most likely has some form of shelter, and so he's probably holed up there. So if we can find a good trail to go on, we might be able to catch up some, as uh, as Ren pointed out. Hmm. All right. I guess it's best if we carry forth sooner rather than later, then. Hmm. Yes, now that the lightning is gone, and unfortunately our we did waste some time waiting for the storm, but I think we just have to go for it. Is it is it nighttime now? Uh, not yet. Okay, so we still have still have a bit of time. But this is just like a massive formation of clouds and water that is just staying put where it is. It's going to be difficult to traverse. Ren's correct that probably anyone sensible is taking shelter right now. And... Ozzy has helped out with making your particular transit easier. So regardless of what you do, I'd like to have some dice rolls. Dice rolls. I think Ren is going to roll understanding survival and is going to try to come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. That is one and an edge. Mm. Keep the edge. You can definitely keep yourself safe but you might not make as much progress. I mean, safety first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, um, Rick had, like, memorized or had brought with him some maps, right? Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's some maps that Rick has. I can't remember if I gave specifics on what they had details-wise, I think, but uh, they were maps of, like, what has been mapped of the belt so far that him and colleagues have collected. Alright. So it's not like you have a topographic map here. But you do thinking about how generally the land has laid, knowing that there are some hills in a direction that you didn't go, knowing that you kind of walked a little bit uphill to get to where you are, could try to continue to essentially skirt on the relatively high ground and still try to move toward 
where you heard that big spiritual resonant sound that you were tracking earlier. And doing so will pretty much keep you safe of, as you discover as you start moving, moving water. While Ozzy's hard work is keeping you all uh, safe from being flooded right now, you have no illusions that there is flooding going on all throughout what turns out to be a basin. It is slow going. The rain is no longer coming into your face, but it is heavy and persistent. The ground squishes as you walk. But you're saying safe, if not particularly dry. And so you keep moving. As you come to the crest of a hill, you look out around you and you see rivers. There were not rivers here this morning. Or maybe there were, but they're certainly not on your maps. Ooh. Oh dear, I think we've just landed ourselves on a floodplain. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do just this. I guess sensitivity survival to see what can Rick see. Is there any way to kind of cross this river area or is it completely kind of like totally just awash with way too much water? All right, go ahead and roll it. Two successes. So with two successes, you have two thoughts. Well, no, you have three thoughts. The first thought is it is incredibly, incredibly dumb to cross a stream of moving water during a flood. Mm -hmm. The second thought that you have is that if you really had to do it, there is something to the north of you that looks like it is still pretty shallow and pretty stagnant. Your third thought is though that first thought again kind of rears its head again. It is sort of like, I you have the feeling that you have read in numerous places that the thing that you're not supposed to do during a flood is get in the water. Yes, yes, I, uh, Rick kind of, again, takes out his glasses and flips through that guide and is like, hmm, thought as much. Says I have himself a question. And, hmm? Mm-hmm. Are the spell bits the same? Um, there is one that has changed. Actually, two that have changed. And the one that you get for free is ephemeral. Ephemeral. My main question is, can I still use deluge? Sure. Because now I can cast freezing deluge. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. To make an ice bridge on the shallow and relatively still part. Excellent. And not use freezing deluge to just ruin the party's day. (laughs) This is much nicer. Thank you. Now I can use it for good. (laughs) And Ren, in typical Ren fashion, just kind of steps forward. Uh, how about... I think just two scatter. Okay. Just like all of Ren's spells, it kind of just like tilts into view. Like there's a mirror projector that just gets lined up and suddenly there's ice there. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ren. Make sensitivity checks for me as you cross the bridge, please. Yeah. Everyone? Uh, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, one success. Yeah. Just pick a skill? Yeah. All right, I'm going to roll sensitivity survival. I got an edge success. Yeah. Sensitivity humanity. Because I think Rick is keeping an eye on himself and the party or doing, like, watching how they're doing. Okay. And Ozzy just made a baseline sensitivity to sort of keep an eye out for dangerous rain. Three successes. I'm going to have so many bad rolls in the upcoming episodes because the last, like, two episodes I've rolled really well. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go in reverse order that they got made. Rick, as you're crossing the bridge, you look off into the distance and you do see some sort of ruins. Here's the problem. 
they will definitely be underwater eventually if this keeps up. Hmm. Hopefully, this is not where Cole is hiding out. Hopefully. Ren, you don't see anything particularly useful survival-wise as you cross out, but you do catch a glimpse of your reflection snickering at you a little bit as you cross the pool. Your reflection is, of course, immediately completely wiped out by the rain coming down that just sort of scatters it into chaos, so I guess you have the last laugh here. I'm the winner. And Ozzy, you notice something glinting, dashing up and down between the clouds. Just for a brief instant. Strange. I think Rick kind of once the ruins are spotted and realizes the danger of, of the flooding in those ruins, serious look comes over his face and kind of points him. We need to check those out as soon as we can. Uh, if, if that is where Cole is, he won't be able to stay safe there much longer. Mm. How far away are the soon-to-be flooded ruins? Uh. Or proto-New Londo that's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're kind of about at the edge of your visibility here. So, at most half a mile, not that far. Well, if they're that close, um, Ozzy just sort of turns to the other two. I, I say we make a break for it over to the ruins. If we hustle, we can get over there long enough to take a look around before uh, we're underwater. Hmm, I agree. Let's, let's make haste. Hopefully that'll also give us enough time to head back to a higher ground. Make me some kind of daring rolls. This sounds like a some kind of daring rolls. Oh, Ren is not very daring. Neither is Rick. <laughs> Ozzy is going to make a daring navigation roll to try and find a path for everybody to go along. That Maybe it's a little spicy, but it needs to be something that everybody can follow along. Not just Ozzy like, barreling through stuff with no regard for his own safety. And I'm going to use his key, Boldness. Perfect. Wow, and Ozzy rolls very poorly and gets one success and one edge success. Hmm. There's all those fours again. They're back. (sighs) Rough news. Here's my initial instinct here. A success and an edge success. You can get there and back before you get flooded out. But someone is going to take an injury someone is going to lose access to their subtlety rolls. I think Ozzy would do that. He'll probably take that one on the noggin, seeing as this was his idea. And again, he has a bad personal safety instincts. Okay. Uh, can Rick hunting roots to kind of highlight decent footholds to make it a little bit easier to traverse? Yes. You're going to have to give me, like, more scatter than this should normally cost in order to avoid the injury here. I'm going to say that this is kind of like an edge success. You can either, for three scatter, three or four scatter, depending on how I'm feeling after I finish this sentence. You can either use hunting roots to provide stable footing, use the just thrilled grasses around here to keep your footing stable. No one's going to take an injury. Or you can get, like, more information about your apprentice's whereabouts. Oh. Oh. Um, I think Rick is going to use hunting roots to highlight a more stable footing. Okay. Three scatter. All right. Okay, so everyone has agreed it's time to go down. Oh, I should also roll dice, huh? If you'd like to. It is fun. <laughs> it is how you game, and I did get a success and an edge success on daring survival. I don't have a really good edge success for you right now. Um, it's, it's not a survival roll to say, like, you get conclusive information, but also get 
art. Mm, well, my other choice was tactics, and yeah, let's see. Um, I think an edge success for, yeah, no, go for it. No, I'm I'm just umming. I'm just umming yeah, to okay. make to make noises between thoughts. If you have a real thought, please do. Okay. I think that what I am interested in making you choose between right now as the GM is information about Cole versus keeping yourselves safe. Okay. We have already decided that you're able to get there and back without being flooded. Kirsten has spent to avoid getting injured. Here's what I'm going to say for the edge success. This is a little bit abstract, but um, this will have taken more time than you expected it to take but you will get some good information about Cole. If I delay us, the party's not going to be thrilled because they've been working very hard to make sure we can get there and back again before it floods. You'll still be able to make it before it floods, but, like, okay, it's going to be closer to nightfall by the time it's all over. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry, gang. I want us to do fights. I want to play fights. I say yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> yes to fights. Mm. So, as you make your way boldly into the ruins, Kirsten, tell me a little bit about hunting roots. Rick kind of, again, pulls out his glasses, and you see kind of a glint come on as he pushes them a little bit up his nose. And you first see in the, the glasses reflection a glowing path appear. And once you see that, you see the ground start to glow in like little footprints of showing where the more safe and stable ground is. And um, once the glowing has has appeared, he again removes his glasses and tucks them safely back into his pocket. You dash across these footprints, and sometimes it feels as though the grass is rising to meet your feet, keeping them, well, not out of the rapidly rising water, but solid enough that you can run on it. And as you get into these ruins, Ren, you find very quickly a ladder leading up to a roof of a shockingly intact building. It is made out of stone and it has circular holes, presumably for doors and windows. The roof is half collapsed, but only half collapsed. There is a roof and on the roof, you find the remnants of a small campfire. It's been doused by the torrential downpour. You find some animal bones. Possibly someone has been hunting out here. And a small bound object wrapped in, um, why can't I think of the word that's like moleskin, except that it's actually the thing that repels water. Uh, Oil cloth? Oil cloth, that's the one. I was gonna say saran wrap. Saran wrap. It's covered in saran wrap, a legendary pre-cataclysm material. No one's quite sure what its deal is. It's leftovers. (laughs) Ren, as you stand by the fire, picking up this small bound book, or whatever it is, you look off to the northeast, not quite back onto the hill to where you were, but still a little bit above ground, and you see again the same glinting that Ozzy saw, darting in and out amongst the clouds. I am going to roll some dices. Great. I'm going to roll a fistful of dices that corresponds to understanding spirits. Because that seems like a spirit. But not a fistful of dollars. Why would it be that? Ozzy, you look for dollars in the ruins and you do not find even a pinch of dollars let alone a fistful. Oh, no. Not even one dollar. Well, there goes me renaming Ozzy to Sanjuro. (laughs) (laughs) I got two full for real successes. You have caught sight of a dragon. Oh. It's probably the thing that sounded like a gong. The dragons out here are known to be 
a little bit hard to reason with, but playful, and there aren't particularly many stories about them, like, being antagonistic or harmful to humans. In fact, you've heard of a couple out here that are downright friendly. Ah. Bren kind of leans down over the opening in the roof and says, I have discovered some things. Ooh, what's, uh, what's up there? Professor peeks a look up into the second level where the ladder would be and begins to climb up. Something good, hopefully. I have discovered the remnants of a cooking fire, the remnants of a meal. This, and Ren just kind of holds up the still-wrapped package, and a dragon. Oh, dear. Discovered, there, there's, okay, there's, there's a lot of things here. Does look like I a- said I had discovered some things. Mm-hmm. You certainly have. Are the items recognized? Like, is it recognizable that it could have been Cole's belonging? Um, I mean, it's a fire and some remnants of a meal. And if you wanted to open the package, I guess you could. <laughs> yeah, Ren still has it. Is just holding on to it. <laughs> Hands it to the professor. Let's see what's inside. Okay. Inside the package is a compass Hmm. in a small velvet box. The compass isn't pointing north. Or whichever direction compasses point in Imelta. Toward Augustine. Yeah, it's not pointing toward Augustine right now. It's deflected a little bit in the direction that Ren was sort of interested in looking at. I see. Professor again positions his glasses on his nose and takes a close look at the compass and examines it. Does any of this look familiar to the professor that it could have been Cole's or it's it's hard to say, I guess. Um, yes, tell me how it's familiar. Um this is an item that had been stationed on an old library, not um, Rick's library, but a library of another professor that runs a library of antiquities. And it's been on the shelf for longer than anyone knows where it came from. So uh, the professor does recognize it and is surprised to find it out here. Kind of looks at him. I wonder, I mean, it does seem most likely that Cole would have brought it here, but why bring it and then leave it? And it seems to be pointing off. Hmm. And shows it to uh, Ren and Ozzy. And uh, I assume Ren would recognize it as well, being as Ren would have seen the library? Oh. I recognize the compass. Do I know why it's askew? Hmm. Or rather... Should I roll dice? Go ahead and roll dice. Understanding spirits again. I only got one success. Well, you've got a hunch. That might actually be telling you something about the dragon that you're seeing up there. Must be pretty old. And uh, might be a reason that it's darting in and out of the storm. Might be friends. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to use an ability. Go for it. I have an assist pool ability called Wicked Advisor, which allows me to consult my familiar daemon when I have not done great on a roll and to re-roll using understanding. Okay. So, Ren doesn't fully draw the Sword of the Mirror Knight, but does, like, pull it out of its scabbard enough that they can see their reflection and asks, you know anything about this? Mirror Ren got a success and an edge success. What kind of relationship do you have with your reflection in the mirror? Um, Ren can be a little bit self-absorbed, both in the positive and negative sense. Like, Ren's very Mm self-aware, but Ren is also kind of isolated from others. Mm -hmm. So, despite the fact that this is not a human, this is a daemon that takes on Ren. Ren feels a very strong kinship. So they're familiar mm-hmm. because it's us. It's me. It's right. Right. There's a recognition there, even though they're actually very different. 
Is this a two-way street? Does the daemon mostly seem to like be willing to operate in good faith on this regard? Yeah. The sword was a gift from the demon that created Ren's familiar. So, yeah, they're on they're on good terms. All right. The compass is bending toward this dragon partially because it's parentage. Ooh. Your daemon agrees with you that your hunch that like this is an old beast that uh, is of Augustine's lineage. But uh, the compass isn't pointing directly at the dragon. It's kind of jiggering a little bit toward it. Wibbly wobbly. Whoever left this made it point this way on purpose. Oh. Thank you as always. Professor? Yes? I believe it is pointing at the dragon. Oh. Interesting. And I believe it was left here as a sign. I wonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sign about... I think the professor is going to roll understanding humanity. Would that be okay to, like, see if he remembers any lore about the compass? If he remembers any stories about that have been told about this compass before? Okay. Two successes. Hmm. Rick, you have a memory of your apprentice's voice in your head. And it comes to you as clear as if it were happening to you all over again. It's a late evening in your library and your apprentice sneaks up behind you, puts his finger in the book that you're reading and snaps it shut. And you are awoken from a trance to see a long, cold meal next to you and water that you just have not touched. And Cole says to you, you get so self-absorbed, Professor. Wasn't for someone telling you exactly where to look. Sometimes I don't think that you would get anything. Look, you didn't even remember to eat. Which is to say that it's memory time. I remembered to eat. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. This is very important. Eating is an important thing to do. I think my memory is, it's kind of two things. I'm really enjoying the real immersion in the natural atmosphere of the Veldt. Definitely can like feel, you know, traversing these late summer flash flood rains and, uh, I really dig it. And um, I'm liking how our party is interacting. Like, um, it's always fun when we get to do a session with different characters to see, oh, like, how, what is this party dynamic? And, like, I'm liking how Ren is almost more the adult than the professor. <laughs> hmm. And, yeah, I guess that's a couple of my, of my memories. I'm excited that there's a dragon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cadillac dragon. I think it is really fun watching the dynamic emerge where Ren is very obviously like, I'm not getting like really stoic from them, but certainly like, okay, come on, guys. Come on. Ren is very practical. Yeah. That, yeah, that is a very good way to put it. I, I like that Ren is very practical. I like that the professor is very free spirited. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not playing Ozzy as sort of gruff as I was originally imagining him. Nor as kind of, like, sassy. <laughs> He's got some sass. He's got some sass. He does. He, he has a little bit, but I like where we're settling in. It's been fun. Great. Yeah. Dragon. <laughs> dragon. 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 Next time, hopefully, we get to interact with the dragon some. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Kirsten. You know I love chanting. <laughs> <laughs> chanting. 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 <laughs> Oh, it's too easy. It's too easy. You know what else is easy? God, this is an awful, awful segue, but it's really fucking easy to tweet at us at Peach Garden RPGs. It's not hard to do. 
We've also set up a convenient form so that you can visit our website, peachgardengames.com, and send us an email easily. Easily. It's at the tips of your fingers. It's right there. Wow. Like, you could go right now if you want. Mm-hmm. You could. And you know, the other thing that you could do, we haven't been talking about this on the podcast, but you totally could do, is join the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord. Yeah, come see us there. Kathleen and Nick and I hang out. All sorts of our cool friends hang out, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to read a bunch of, like, random letters to you with my voice right now, but if you did go to at Dice on Twitter, there's a Discord link. You can just click the link. You can just click the link. Yeah. Click the link and join. Hang out with us and be introduced to all of our cool podcast friends from the network. All of this and more awaits you. Including the fine folk behind the advertisement you're about to hear. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Everyone Dice is a tabletop RPG actual play show produced by Compass Rose Productions. We are a group of queer players with a focus on roleplay, an emphasis on diverse storytelling, and a goal of creating happy endings for people who don't usually get them. Currently, we are using D&D 5th edition and playing through a dark fantasy homebrew campaign inspired by the world of Innistrad. Everyone Dice streams on Twitch at 4pm PST and is available on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter at Everyone Dice for more information.